What's up, my peeps? This is our podcast, Lessons from the Sun. I'm Nina Riccardi, and I'm the sun. And I'm Tony Riccardi, his pops. We're here to share our personal conversations with you. We'll dive into lessons we learn within sports and our everyday life. Or crack some jokes and have some fun. And you'll get to hear how much I bust my father's chops. Hey, listen, we're close, but I'm still your father. All right, pops, I get it. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Lessons from the Sun. I'm Pops. And I'm Nina. And what are we going to talk about today? We are going to be talking about the firing of Joe Judge. Firing of Joe Judge? From the New York Giants. Of football. Yes. There's no other New York Giants. Well, there used to be New York Giants of baseball, which which I'll talk about. San Francisco, right? Now they're San Francisco. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I I we have something now. something special going on today on this emergency Giants podcast for Joe Judge Fire. Podcast. 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 He just said a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> add that to add that to your personal dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So very special day today. We have our first ever guest. Please welcome Mr. John Shrubby. Amazing. I, I, I'm truly honored to be the first guest on Lessons from the Sun podcast. This is this is a special day in my history, right? Of, of <laughs> listening and partaking in podcasts. Thank you guys for having me on. Well, welcome, welcome. Uh just a Get our listeners a little up to date. Jonathan Shrubby is the managing managing director in New York at Alvarez and Marcel, and he uh, it's eleven plus years. Twenty years. Twenty years. Twenty years. Oh, okay. Twenty plus years of transaction related experience. Specializes in buy side and sell side financial accounting due diligence, and he advises clients on assessing quality of earnings and working capital. All things that we're very familiar with, especially when we sold our business, and we love the quality of earnings, especially when they're <laughs> very high quality. Yes, <laughs> super high quality. More importantly, the reason why Mr. Shrubby's on the call is because he's one of the biggest New York football giant fans I know. I think he was born a giant fan, uh, and he's a PSL season ticket holder and a longtime friend of mine. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Would like to say that you know, as, as Tony knows, I I witnessed both uh, Super Bowls, forty two and forty six. So uh, very good vibes. So uh, unfortunately, the vibes didn't last long as we go into the season right now. So yeah, <laughs> talk about that in a second. Yeah. So before we get into something, I have a question for you. Sure. How yeah. did you become such a big Giants fan? Uh, so I became a big Giants fan when I was around your age, um, during the mid eighties. Yeah. Uh, your age, Nino, not Tony, <laughs> Tony, you know, you know, your dad and I are actually relative at the same age, you know? So we're only born like what, two weeks apart, I think roughly. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so during the mid eighties, when we were around your age, the two best teams in New York were the Mets and the Giants. 
Yeah. And so, you know, for whatever reason, I just gravitated to liking those teams. Um, because they were good? They were because they were really good. And they had a dynamic player, the Giants did, um, who was Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it made it that much easier because when you turned on the TV, you were expecting something spectacular, um, especially by Lawrence Taylor during those years. And, you know, we were blessed for during back then, right? 80, 86 and 1990, two Super Bowls with, with those guys. So uh, four Super Bowls since uh, what, Tony, we're 10 years. Yeah. That's since right. we're 10 years old. So it's, it's it. been pretty good. So yeah, pretty when, good run. When we were your age, you know, anything about Lawrence Taylor. No. Oof. Oof. I mean, except the only thing that j- just by the way you say his name, it sounds like he should be in like the football hall of fame or get his name jersey retired or something like that. Oh yeah, he's in the hall of fame. He is? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so imagine that 10-year-old kid knows more about Tom Seaver than he does Lawrence Taylor because Who's of Tom? the state of oh, affairs yeah. of of the Giants. You don't know who Tom Seaver? I forgot. I forgot his name for a second. Like, you know, I forgot the guy. He's a Mets pitcher from the 19... 19- don't say the wrong name. Don't say the wrong year. <laughs> 1930s. <laughs> with, that, with that black and white, super fast, like, camera. <laughs> it it looks like they're, like... Like the robots running and pitching. <laughs> so we're this emergency podcast we had to put together because of the firing of Joe Judge. Uh, giant fans are clamoring. We're clamoring for this. So again, just to quickly outline everything that's led up to this. Giants hired Dave Gettleman as GM. The Giants hired uh, draft running back Saquon Barkley in the first round. The Giants draft Daniel Jones in the first round. Daniel Jones has a strong rookie season under Pat Shermer, who was the coach at the time, and but they lose, and then they fire Pat Shermer. Okay, so now the new solution is we have a good GM, we have a good quarterback, but now we have to hire a new coach. They hire Judge, Joe that is. They have a tough season, but they show some promise and they finish strong. Now this year, the Giants play poorly all year long. Everybody hates them. Everyone questions if Daniel Jones is even the quarterback of the future. Most don't think he is, and everybody hates Joe Judge. So after that, the season ends. The Giants essentially force Dave Gettleman into retirement, and now it's Tuesday evening, and all the news goes out that the Giants finally get what they want, the firing of Joe Judge. I have a question about that. Yeah. So who's the new GM? That's a, that is a, you know something? That's a great question. Because that's the first question we should be addressing before we address the head coach. Yeah, because then the GM could get uh, get the head coach. I mean, like hire the head coach. He could be a part. Thoughts, Mister Strubby? Well, you know, that's what you kind of want, right? I mean, the the Giants have always done business one way, right? It's it's a family owned franchise. And so the Maris and Maris have been part of it since its inception, right? So they have a way of doing it. And 
they've been successful doing it, but they haven't been able, they haven't changed as the, the game and the league has changed, right? So they've only, only done it one way. They haven't evolved. So what they've done is they've always hired someone that had connections to their organization. Um, so now what everyone is basically pleading for is to go outside anyone who has giants ties and do it, do a reset of, of the, uh, of the football operations. That that's what, that that's what everyone wants right now. Meet yours, yours truly. I, I want that as well. All right. I have another question for you. Okay, bud. So, do you know, like if we could fire owners? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, as you, as, as Met fans and Giants, as Met fans are now, like, you know, we, we have other friends that are Jet fans. I mean, we always ask if we could fire owners, whether it be the Knicks. So I don't know. There's something going on in the, in the New York sports scene lately. But um, unfortunately, you cannot fire owners. The only thing you could probably make them do is, is have them sell to someone else. That's how you fire them. So. All right. So then someone who's listening to the podcast and wants to Help the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> write your congressman. Write your mayor. <laughs> right to um. We got Stevie Cohen for the Mets, huh? Yeah. You know. Yep. Yep. But it doesn't look like the the mayor or the Tishes are gonna sell down their their uh, ownership stake like the uh like like what happened with the Mets. That's how uh, Uncle Stevie got involved. Yeah. You 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 kind of cool though if if Uncle Stevie. <laughs> That's what you call them. Yeah. Um, also, was it an owner of the Giants? Well, he's got plenty of dough. You know yeah. that. Yeah. Right, the, Mar- the Maras are legends, so let's we'll give them a few more years. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All Hopefully, right. they'll we'll turn things around with uh, with what what happened today. I think today was uh, a step in the right direction. You know. So yes, like w- one small, one big step for men. One. Huge step for Giants. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's a good analogy right there. Let, let's so or or huge step for the Giant fan base. You know. So that's it. All right. So I have some questions for you. Okay. So we realize the Giants had another terrible se- losing season, but tell us why, in your opinion, why the majority of the Giants want a judge fired. Uh, well, when you say Giants, you mean the players or you think the fans wanted to want Joe Judge fired, you know, fans, the fans. So I, I think ultimately what happened was and, and we could go back to, you know, his hiring two years ago. He sold. Right. He talked about a vision that he had, and it was uh, a vision that ownership as well as the fan base wanted to hear, given what happened previously. What I think happened was he was all talk and he did not have any substance to his talk, right? He, he didn't deliver results. So when, when you have someone that just keeps on talking and talking and doesn't deliver on anything, he becomes um, a person you cannot trust. Hmm. So yeah. that, that goes on for anything in life, whether it be work, school, or anything along those lines. You always have to back up what you promise. And ultimately, what he promised was nothing. <laughs> yeah. He kind of he kept on promising hope. And with a record of, what, 10 and 20-something over these two years, it, it didn't really, really cut it. So It's like, it's like saying... Um, if I made a bet with my dad about 
a game of cards and I and we bet ten bucks and then I lose and I only pay them half a cent. Yeah. I mean you can look at it that way. Or you could basically say, listen, I'm gonna del- like, you know, I know you're a big baseball guy and I think it's it's if you were to basically say I'm going to deliver this this and this, even though you are trying your hardest a little bit, sometimes you got to worry about what you say. You always got to back up what you talk about. So yeah, yeah. wow, it's a great point, Mrs. Shrubby. We're getting lessons right here, mm-hmm. huh? Less. This episode should be lessons. Just the episode should be lessons from the shrub. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if anyone within this inner circle would uh, would approve of that, but uh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate the shout out there on that one, Dino. So, yeah. That was a great lesson. You should make a podcast, Lessons from the <laughs> Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to have Caden take a li- listen to this one after. He, he wants to get into it. Boy, the, he could talk. So I, I always talk to him about like backing up his talk. So the, he, he has something to learn here, too. It's a great, yeah. it's a great point. Back up what you said, right? So, yeah. and that goes for everything. That's great. It's excellent. All right. Any thoughts on why Joe Judge continues to try and defend this team and state they played well in parts when they just kept losing? Uh, so I think he was trying to be the fall guy. Uh, and what I mean by that is he, he's, he was hired as a leader of men, right? And and whether you think about a coach or a you know a teacher or anything along those lines, right? He's trying to, you know, be the the general of of these guys, you know, in, in go going to army speak. He didn't want to throw anyone under the bus, whether it be for you know bad performance or pointing fingers or anything along those lines. He said, "I'll take all the responsibility for what goes on with my team." So I think that's ultimately what happened here. Um, I think a lot of people gave him credit for that, but ultimately going back for him being all talk, um, there's a lot of smart, you know, sports fans in New York and they saw right through him. So he, he didn't really have much to back up. He was just all talk. And ultimately, you know, this is probably what led him to get fired. Okay. So how did you feel when you thought Joe Judge was coming back to coach another season for the Giants? I, I was, I would, I would say, let's wait to see who the GM is. And if he were to start off, you know, 0-3 or, you know, the first quarter of the season with no wins like they've been doing, I think he would have gotten fired right on the spot. So the reality is, um, I think this was the right move. I was kind of confused why they didn't do it yesterday when it's typically done um, after the season ends. But I can tell you guys right now, um, my mood is a little bit better than it, what it was uh, three three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is the, the state of affairs in New York sports. Like the best day in a New York sports fans season, or or at least for for the for the um like this past two decades, Mets and Giants. Yeah, it's all right. The most exciting day is when the manager gets fired. It's past decade. I mean, we haven't had much to cheer for, right? The last, you know, they were just saying, when was the last time the Giants, the last time Giants were in the playoffs was 2016. Last time the Jets, I think, were in the playoffs was either 2011 or 2012. I mean, when's the last time the Mets were in the playoffs? 2015, right? That's when they went to the World Series. I think that's that's the last time. Was it before? Or at least one time after? the year after too okay so but i mean it's it should be regular like you kind of want you want consistency and the problem is there hasn't been consistency no agree consistency is key 
It's right. Like anything else. Habits. 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 Yeah. So your point about the them hiring a GM and then firing coach, it's actually really keys into something else that Nina wanted to ask you. Yeah. So how important is a football coach to the success of a team, in your opinion? I think it's very important, right? You you, you set a, a you know call it a, a mindset within the team as to how they are going to play, right? But also, you know, coaching is teaching, right? So um, if you're not learning, um, you know that that that's a problem. So um, I've always read or, or you know always thought about guys who are the best players, guys who are the Hall of Fame players, always want to be coached. Tom Brady always wants to be coached. Right. Eli Manning always wanted to be coached like all the best of the best guys that have won Super Bowls. They wanted to be coached because they were always learning. The guys that don't want to learn are the guys who have attitudes and the guys that you don't want under. Yeah. So you're saying at the professional level that guys need to continue learning even after they've made tons of dough and they're they make all pro or all star or whatever. And they still need to learn. Yeah. Still need to learn. Like still need to learn. Mm-hmm. When you're an adult, you still need to. Like I just taught, like I just taught my dad how to set up a a Zoom meeting <laughs> with with two people, um, and to convert it into a podcast that you guys are going to listen to right now. That you guys are listening to right now. <laughs> Very true. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, but, but if if we're not learning, if we're constantly not learning or, or wanting to be coached. Um, then, then that there's no, there's no need, you know what I mean? So I I don't think you're a team player by that, by any means, if if you're, if you think, you know, everything. Yes. Cause nobody knows. So what do you think is more important for football, a general manager or a head coach? It's that's tough to say, right? Because there's hierarchy. And what I mean by hierarchy, there's roles and responsibilities that people have within each organization. To me, ultimately, if you think about anything else in terms of just the the football product or baseball or anything along those lines, I, I think the coach is still the number one person as part of the football team if you're going to rate him over a general manager, right? So, because um, here's the ones that's teaching. He's the one that is with the team every single day. Um, he's the one that, you know, reads body language, understands, you know, what's going on with guys. If you're at more of a higher level, like a general manager type, you know, you, you only kind of talk to one or two guys, right? You're talking to the coach as to what is going on. You're, you're evaluating everything, but you're not in the day-to-day know-how as to, you know, how the team is, is set up and how, what's the team's mindset, how they, you know, how they like each other, that there's a lot of things that go on with that. So I, ultimately, in the NFL, I do believe that the coach is more important to the general manager, but I think both are needed because of just how organizations are structured. All right. Let me give you a counter on that. Okay. So think about it this way. If there was no general manager, there would be no players for the coach to coach. Hmm. Without the general manager, there would probably be no coach. So I think... Like, in my opinion, personally, it's I think the general manager is more important than the coach, even though the coach, the coach is more helps with like the actual on field more than the general manager does. But still, the general manager think I think plays a more important role than than the coach. 
I mean, it's, it's a fair, it's a fair assessment. What if you were to think about the coach being able to get the players though as well? So what, what if there was no general manager, the coach could still get the players. Well, I got good news for you guys. We're getting two new, two new ones. The new GM, <laughs> new head coach. So don't worry about it. All right, we're, you are done. That's, that's right. That's right. That's we're right. gonna have our best. We're gonna have our our best, our best year ever because Hopefully. you know everyone's gonna be happy because oh, we're gonna give the GM a new chance to pick some players. We'll see how he does in the draft, and we'll get. So you know, but it's 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 everybody's favorite day of the year. We're well, yeah. The good, the good thing is starting right now or tomorrow, January 12th, there's, there will be a new vision and a new path. And they, they won't hire a general manager yet, but at least there will be a new vision mm-hmm. at Giants Stadium or yes. in, in the Giants organization, which I'm, which I'm excited about. Me too. So, so Nina, what did, what did we learn from this podcast with Mr. Shrubby? What is it that we got from, from this? What's, you have any thoughts and ideas summarized for me a little bit? Like what's going on in that brain of yours? It's... I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, another genius statement. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Remember the last one? Um, uh, like when we were talking about habits, what habits do you do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and actually, our opening of our podcast was. Oh yeah, I don't. Everyone already knows that. Let's not even go back to that. No. By this time, <laughs> you know, a habit is a very good thing to do. Oh, that's <laughs> we're living that one. Okay. Okay. So, on. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. We got, we got at least one lesson out of this excellent interview with Mr. Shrubby. Um, that you have amazing insight on the Giants. Wow. Flattery will get you <laughs> everywhere, huh? I don't know about that. So I would say it's more passion than anything else, you know, but yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, like, do you, do you get this off like from like all those like Giants? all this giant stuff of like a website or something like uh, good. I just, I, I follow a lot of uh, giants um, insiders on Twitter. So I, I, I follow the ones that I think are knowledgeable and I dismiss the ones that are, you know, I would say too, too emotional. So, mm-hmm. so one last thing, there was at least one lesson that you got from this conversation today. Did you retain any of it? <laughs> Did you retain any of it? Break it down for me. Um. Well, like I just. What did What did Mr. Shrubby say about that? Joe Judge did wrong in his opinion that made him lose the fan base. That he was all talk and no action. There you go. <laughs> that was it. No, That's it, brother. Genius. That's it. Lessons from the shrub. That's it. <laughs> so. Well, we thank you for being our first guest in this emergency podcast. Yes, thank you so much. The Joe Judge Firing Edition. And I'm sure this we'll do this again next year. Uh, we'll, we'll hit the same time, same place uh, when, we, when we're talking about the next new coach. When, well, maybe, maybe we'll have this next year at the same time to talk about the first round of the playoffs. So ho- hopefully, you know, we can talk about better things than, than uh, you know, the, lo- the loss of a – GM and a, and a head coach, but yeah. How about that, Nina? Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds really good. All right, guys. I appreciate you having me on. This is great stuff. Keep on doing what you guys doing. All right. Thank you so much. Peace out. All right, guys. Later. Bye. Bye.
Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening. Now, please do us a solid and hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, follow our Insta, and if you don't mind, give us a five-star review. Hook up my homeboy and help us continue to grow, please. Peace Peace out. out.